I I think that uh, you know I respect the opposition here, but I think that the problem isn't that we have so many people who are. That's all they're doing. They. No, I think the. Oh, oh, Zane. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think we can do this. <laughs> I think that the real problem is not enough people are. Not are little shits. I think we all know this to be true. Uh, first off, you know they're. In they just can't help themselves. They just love destroying cars. Uh, they hack into databases and put me in all kinds of photoshoppable situations. Uh, and then they get a little older and they start running some dark games. Mm, trying to get me in trouble with the law. And I'm just saying, no, we, we need legislation to punish these awful evil Uh Let the record show that... Uh... Exhibits A through F uh, are different compromising positions that the opposition party's member uh, happened to have found himself in front of several love hotels, uh, each with a different man and or woman. Uh, no comment. That was in the process of my... <laughs> I'm running a very uh, efficient investigation. school. <laughs> Those allegations. <laughs> Dear me, I do be getting the vapors. <laughs> I don't know. Is it something... Oh, Zane, I can't do this. I, the, <laughs> we can't know. There's, it's, it's... Because that's what the show like, does. Well, we're pretty good at this by now, Zane. So it's rare that you come to me with an idea that is so impeccably unsalvageable <laughs> that I have to just put up the brick wall before it's even done. I'm usually willing to follow you to where... Okay, let's... Let's see where this, uh... Let's see where this goes. You're usually willing to follow me down into the cellar before bricking me up. Yeah, because at least I know. At least, I, at least there's look, this fine cask of Amontillado as, down here. <laughs> Very tasty. As long as Amontillado's got some company, uh, my conscience is clear. Uh, well, what would you like to do for an intro? Because <laughs> oh man, um, I don't think one from this show can exist. You know? I I see. Yeah. Like it. It's it's too taboo adjacent in mere in a myriad a number of ways <laughs> and in other news uh today gang violence dropped to zero percent people are crediting the change to uh the actions of one man in onizuka who seems to have beaten up all of the gangs and is making them wear dunce caps we go down now to our reporter in the field yeah, hi. Uh, so far, I've just gotten uh, jeered and yelled at by the by the by the student body. Yeah, uh, happens. To, they're either exulting or uh, demonizing this Onizuka fella, um, who seems at this very moment to be erecting some sort of what I can only describe as a rocket guillotine. Hey, give me that! Give me that microphone, newsman. I'm Onizuka, 22 years old, and I'm telling you that kids can't commit gang violence or crimes if they're busy building a monument to me, the greatest teacher in the world. And it seems as though a few sentences were all it took for my camera crew to uh, 
<laughs> to abandon me and follow Onizuka. Uh, back to you. I'm going to go follow this. Hey, news lady. What are you up to later? <laughs> it's more salvageable, more usable. <laughs> Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cartoncast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane. And we're, like, fundamentally, we're, we're good people. Right. Zane and I. We're not <laughs> right. bad. We're not bad people. We're we're fine. Right. I read Mein Kampf for analysis. Okay. Right? Yeah. It wasn't an endorsement. <laughs> I, I, I swear I just read it. it for I swear I just read it for the nude centerfolds. <laughs> for, for the articles, yeah. For the cheers and jeers. Cause like look, we we watched Golden Boy, okay? We we're, watched we're Johnny familiar. Bravo. We're familiar with this type, I guess. It's just when you, okay, misogyny is part of our food pyramid, media food pyramid here in America. It's just, it's baked in. You watch a thing, you're <laughs> like, there's some misogyny. You, it's inseparable. It's the addition of misogyny to problematic relationships with teachers to their students. I, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking, thinking that. <laughs> the teacher couldn't possibly... Be abusing his power and be the protagonist. Wait for it and also be very endearing. Right. However, <laughs> I think you'll, see, this was this is my reservation when you, you offered this as a, a thing to watch. But now that we're here, I figure we might as well just go in on it. I, I assumed it was more genteel. <laughs> I, I don't. I, my memories of it are are a lot different than right, when I was a young out. man. I looked up to this guy who was just offending people and thinking, "Yeah, this, he's just being cool." He's just he's just saying what we're all thinking say, and like spanking what we'd all like to. Spank. But now it seems that he's a criminal of some sorts. Yeah, he's, he's been a criminal a, for a years. Point that they frequently mentioned in the show itself. They're like, "This man cannot be allowed near children," and he's just like, "But I'm the greatest teacher." And the superintendent's like, well, he is the greatest. He I don't want to deal with these children. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to deal with... Okay, to be fair, they are a legendarily shitstorm class of delinquency. It's it's two wrongs it... making the greatest right. Okay, we're watching Great Teacher Onizuka. And the cartoon uh, cast it... really should have been fired by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no governing body. Mega canceled. <laughs> I, I don't know if like the CTA ever got uh got involved and the Carton Cast uh, Teachers Association. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's not the the acronym that I should have replaced that letter. Then the Carton Cast Teachers Association is just the 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 professional casual network, isn't it? Or PTA, but podcast. Oh, that's okay. There's a different. I, there's the a problem different is intro the teachers. In uh, I I like to think that we're teachers of life. Yep. And also teachers of love. Teachers of young love. No, Zane, see. <laughs> the purest see, the, the, form. Prob the problem is there's no way to talk about this that isn't 100% full throttle. <laughs> it's it's really difficult. The, Poe's law the... is broken down. <laughs> um, Great Teacher Onizuka was a manga uh, written in 1997 to 2002 by Toru Fujisawa. And an anime was made of it by Pierrot Studios in, I think, 1999 to 2000. That's correct. And that's what we ended up watching. Yeah, and there, there were a couple other semi-concurrent uh, adaptations, a live TV drama and a live-action movie. But yeah, Studio uh, Pierrot 
which is known for their work on Naruto and Yu Yu Hakusho, and director Noriyuki Abe, who also directed Yu Yu Hakusho. So, like, this is a a strong 90s anime. This is a hugely yes. successful and popular one that I assumed was extremely fringe because the only person I've ever heard mention it was you, and mm-hmm. only briefly because... I don't know. You were looking around as if someone was going to call you out, or yeah. <laughs> well, I just I I wanted discipline. You asked me if I was wearing a wire. I... The the yeah. The funny thing is, when I act out, it just means that I want more discipline. The more corporal, the better. Uh-huh. I say. Right. We should if be spanking all of them. Yeah. If if a figure of authority isn't abusing their authority, then I don't learn the lesson. Sir. Yeah, they're more of a figurehead of authority then. <laughs> Yeah, and and that those couple of sentences of riffing are as much as I can do with this particular joke. We have okay, because Zane, let me let me run everybody through the premise here. This is this is problematic concept, intense execution that somehow still works out okay. Right, right, crossing the line so far that it it doubles back. You you need to remember that this was the '90s anime, like. Anime had not really been a United States thing for long enough for the censors to kind of figure that shit out. And Japan has a much looser interpretation on what is and is not okay cartooning. Which as is long as there aren't penises, tentacles are fine. Any well, amount of abuse is fine. Right, and and so it's not surprising that like this is one of the most popular manga in Japan and didn't have as much penetration into the U.S., um, oh, can you please rephrase that as something else? Uh, the market wasn't turgid for this series. Thank you. In That's the, all I'm asking. In us, turgid U.S. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, so the concept here is um, Onizuka is a, a young young man who wants to be a teacher, and it starts off. He says, "I want to be a teacher because there are young women there, and I find them very sexy." And if you're a teacher, you can abuse your position of power to get a 16-year-old wife when you're 40, and she'll take care of you until you die. Yeah, that, so that's the explicit argument that he that, makes. That's, those uh, are, me, I'm verbatim quoting from the show. No, 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 I, I, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me at least reframe this slightly so that maybe it makes more sense as, like, a creative exercise. Maybe not as an anime, because, like, they probably didn't dub this so precisely as to make it a little bit less problematic in the manga it is stated pretty early on this is actually like the there's there's a couple series that lead into great teacher onizuka in the manga following ekichi onizuka's younger life as (laughs) leader of all punks in japan i it's 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 like a like a weirdly complex backstory <laughs> that doesn't like they they use whichever parts of it are working toward their goal of the episode and f- completely yes. forget all of it when it's not in the manga when he gets his teacher's license um he finds that he actually has morals and a conscience and swears off hitting on students and then just starts sublimating all those urges to students hot hot moms now he does still take pictures of the students in their underwear but that was for revenge that's for justice well (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay i feel like we're going to trade back devil's advocate here it's kind of the only way to to move forward i think we both handed in our podcaster's gun at the beginning of this episode (laughs) 
Like, we can't be trusted while talking about Oneasy. Because, like, we, 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 we've been discussing, like, this is a problematic individual doing problematic things. And yet, Zane, you, you, you struggled getting started on watching this. Because the very first scene is, is a person who's going to be a teacher of schoolgirls staring up schoolgirl dresses. Right, right. They're in, in the U.S., at least, there are some laws and some procedures to prevent this sort of thing. Let, let's go ahead and say it's frowned on. Right. Yeah, it's a faux... You're, you're dealing in faux pas here, hombre. <laughs> um, um, but I, 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 I knew that once you... Because I know that you watched Golden Boy and show notes. We're not going to do Golden Boy. It's a little too explicit on the sexual front. This is... This is about as good as we can get in terms of campy gag anime with a s- some pretty sexual overtones without it being like explicit verbal I like titties. And we kind will of be stuff. referring to Golden Boy because both this show and Golden Boy seem to have the um position that light sexual harassment is okay if you're skilled enough at your job. <laughs> That is exactly the that is exactly the statement of this and and we're, this show. we're also probably going to compare this a bit to Johnny Bravo because mm-hmm. it's also forgiven a bit if you're an idiot who's sort of more of a child towards sex than an actual person. That I find even I find that more appealing. I find that more forgivable as a media enterprise. Yeah, like now, this is this is this is I mean and let's let's just say it. This is glorifying. Not merely being a pervert, because, like, don't yuck anyone's yum. This is glorifying actual sexually predatory behavior. Right, Which is not great, and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to defend that. However, (laughs) I do know that you were going to, I did know that you were going to get into this in some way, shape, or form. One, because I know you like Golden Boy, and there's a lot of similarities, um, specifically in the way the comedy articulates that I think we'll talk about. Secondarily... You were a teacher of little shit who hated their students. Well, the they, I hated the ones that deserved it. Is that better? Yeah. <laughs> Should I have been? Uh, <laughs> it depends on depends on who which philosopher yeah, you follow. So, so I here's guess the thing: the the show does get you on board with this guy because he is, you know, outwardly outwardly aggrandizing but self uh, critical. He is anti-establishment. He believes in students. And so it's doing a lot, like it puts so much on Front Street at first, the pedophilia angle. And then after that, it really backloads that and and is focusing on the good parts of him. And it's like, yeah, what is your um, what is your intention with forcing me, the audience, to juggle these parts of this person? Because like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a spoiler. Like what what is that thing like? um it starts with a D, like demarcate or something like that, where Delineate? you say ahead of, no, where you, where you say something ahead of time, like, just so we're warning you, this is what you're going to be dealing with, and then yeah, you can continue yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, and it's tricky because it's, on the one hand, again, the, the, the show is full of dualities. On the one hand, uh, it's forcing you to consider a person as a complex person with good and bad, even if the bad is very bad. Yes. But on the other hand, it's not that serious a show, <laughs> so it can't grapple yeah. that well with that concept the way that, like, a BoJack Horseman can. 
Right. No, it, it doesn't sit in kind of these complex dualities because our main point of reference character, Onizuka, is probably the simpler character of the whole cast. Uh -huh. Like, the more interesting characters are all the students. Yeah. Onizuka is relatively simple, and, like, that's by design. He doesn't have any, like... His appeal comes from not being a teacher, but by treating his students as people first. Right, people right. first, students very, very secondarily. Yeah, and the the show works because it is emphasizing the humor of both the character, the situation, all that. Um, and it's just interesting just because we don't see that angle as a route to humor that often like we see sex comedies all the time especially in anime um but the yeah the explicitness is it, it really throws you for a loop until you're willing to just sit down with this once you get comfortable with onizuka being as upfront about his less desirable tendencies once you get okay with that once you're like all right let, let me just in my own brain internalize this as this is this is just an affect that he has mm -hmm. or 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 this is just sort of his presentation as he comes off as a pervert all the time. Let me once you accept that his his affability really wins mm -hmm. you over quickly. Let let me prime the audience who might not have uh, indulged in all sorts of, you know, sex romp comedy animes like we have. You know, I'm thinking yes. of Aranma and uh in old That's a great reference. I'm thinking of an old man perving after young women like a haposai. Haposai is is weirdly much more problematic, and I don't know why. So that's kind of what I want to figure out, right? And I think it has something to do with, like, capability and follow-through. Like, Haposai is a threat. Yeah, in no, the way he, that... he's, like, legitimately going to sexually assault someone if people don't keep tabs on him. In the way that Onizuka is not, in the way that, like, you look at characters like Mineta from My Hero Academia... Yeah, it, well, that's a, that's the way they do it with Mena. They they make them all impotent, right? Right, and that's like the way they're they do but it. for the grace of God, Onizuka is impotent in that capacity, if only because he, he has to deal with like, with with like clearing his name at the top. So this 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 show very frequently traffics in. Uh, it's a whodunit, but it's not a murder. It's somebody photoshopped Onizuka <laughs> jerking off the vice principal, and we need we need to just follow Onizuka as he just like panics over that for twenty odd minutes, <laughs> yes. and then then somehow it gets resolved. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think um, I think the way that uh, and, and I do want to get to the other parts of the show, but I just want to yeah. kind of hit this. Um, Please. I think for me, the reason that it worked and I was able to get past it is. Once he starts perving on uh, the other teacher, Fuyutsuki? Still not okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The way that it's portrayed in the show, it makes it seem like he never considered the possibility that he could be with an adult woman. Like, he's been a kid for most of his life. He's just like, oh, these are the people that I do sex with. Yeah. No, and he's then, still a kid. He's still a kid. He's at just heart. a slight. He's a slightly more mature kid, <laughs> which which it turns out is kind of exactly what all these students need. Yeah, yeah. And so I think once he realizes, like, oh, this is better, you know, it it it's so weird that it drops it so quickly as a focus. It's like it, first I, episode I only. The, it's like a weird pilot thing. Yeah, it it like kind of a 
like like a, a like a what is it early called? Ad- early like, season weirdness yeah early season early adaptation weirdness something yeah. like that um it is it is strange and if you read reviews uh or watch youtube reviews of this show the people who liked this show barely pay the sex stuff any mind they're focusing on this anti-authoritarian who is because he is able to take matters into his own hand but also has a good internal compass uh is able to make his life into what he wants here's the The thing so much wants you to be on this guy's side yes it does and it does like a lot of work in getting us there um here's here's something and i want to get your feedback on this i think it's important that he is let's let's say a stigmatized member of society Uh in every way shape and form yep so like i think it's important that in some ways it's kind of classic underdog story like he is not respected he hasn't earned the quote-unquote prestige mm-hmm. that a teacher is due. And it's because of that that he can actually connect with the students. So by making him a pervert, I can almost see like the thought process is we need to make him very clearly we shouldn't trust this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that is the only way we can tell a story of these kids are kind of looking toward Onizuka, not as, like, a role model, but as, like, a reasonable, uh, quote-unquote, reasonable authority figure. An authority figure whose arguments make sense to him. Like, kind of like the sort of teacher a Beavis and Butthead would listen to. I was thinking about them recently. Yeah, they're... (laughs) Yeah, like, he... he, Onizuka doesn't... By the way, teacher is kind of a weird thing, too, because, like... He's the teacher of homeroom, which is, from what I, from everything I understand about Japanese culture, barely qualifies as a teacher, like, like the gym class equivalent. Well, he does some social uh, studies as well, but it's it, it's it's an afterthought in the same way that yeah. like any uh, like uh, like Hogwarts, like the, yeah. the, the 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 things you are learning in class don't matter. It's this like weird. I need to kill the devil today issue. Like that's the focus. <laughs> Yeah, and the focus for Onizuka is just like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, 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 tell some bad, uh, tell some dumb ghost stories to these kids, just to like, just to ease them into their day. That, that's his job, and he's he's very good at that part. And but he's not an actual teacher. <laughs> uh, one of the things that the show does to get you on his side is to really demonize this class that he has. Um, and the vice principal and the vice principal who is as bad as him in terms of the you know sexual problems it's it's just a much more narrow scope it's just that we're used to the creepy old businessman (laughs) and like he's his his motives i think are less inherently problematic like they're kind of innocent like he just he just wants to like impress his family with a nice car and onizuka totaled his car early on for some reason so now yeah he, well he well, harbors a blood feud like he's still problematic but he's, he's less creepy we'll, we'll come back around to the saddest man in the universe so yeah the 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 zenigata of a different timeline so the the classroom that he ends up teaching and there's a there's a fun like intro arc on how he gets this job <laughs> i um, zane i'm just gonna throw this five minutes to the future 
I want to know what your thought process was for the opening arc. Because <laughs> there's like a definitive, this is the moment that we've been waiting for, and I want to know what your reaction to it was. But okay. in any case, continue. Yeah, so he, he gets this class of legendarily difficult students who, you know, he's used to like the Yankee toughs, the gang members. And so and, and he was a gang guy. We'll get into how these that are, informs these are... his character later. Yeah, these are white-collar delinquents, and he's yeah. a very blue-collar it's, delinquent. It's, it's, it, they're playing a mental game. They're doing, you know, they're doing things Imagine like, the cast of Death Note were in a high school class. Oh, like a Danganronpa? Yeah, something like that. Like, everybody just deduces, like, a Sherlock all the time. Yeah. So we have the kid who's really good at, like, uh, photoshopping incriminating photos. We have the, God. you know, the the... There's, there's like kind of like um, there's like a, a the, the the like an alpha bitch daughter of a of the P, of the yeah. head of the PTA who's like the mortal enemy. There is like a kid who clearly needs a a, a fatherly role model, but resents Onizuka's like half-hearted attempt to take his place as his stepfather. Yeah, the fact so that he like, seems he, like he's doing it so easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, like, there's a lot of troubled kids. They're all pretty. They're, they're kind of prestigious, right? Like, they're, it's they're a prestigious coded, institution. Right. They're coded as the, like, in, in the way that, like, like normally... The next generation of elites. Yeah. Normally, when you see, like, troubled kids, it's supposed to be what the media thinks drug dealers are. And this is yeah. what they actually are. <laughs> yeah, they're just shitty students. Just, just kids who are... have. Because they kind of have their future set out for them, they don't need to try, and they don't really care, right. and they're just looking for entertainment or the, or attention that they don't get from their parents. Attention. Like the, Attention's the, the big one. So, so the writer of the manga, uh, Fujisawa, he was a teacher, and this show really emphasizes his frustration with testing, performance reviews, bureaucracy, like, negligent yeah. parents. Like, it's it's not... It's doing its best to say, this is not the kid's fault. This is the parent's fault. This is society's fault. But not only are we going to show you kids where society has failed them, the ones that, you know, the, the, the vice principal calls trash and there's that whole thing, but also yeah. the kids who are being failed in an upper, cl- in an upper class way, the same way like a Kaz Khan might. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like, society has given them a set of rules and guidelines that are ultimately unfulfilling. Yes. Like, this is, it's a very Japanese sensibility of, like, very structured educational environment. Yeah. Um, puts tons of pressure on the kids. Like, Japan's suicide rates are insane in high school for mm-hmm. kind of that exact reason. So it is, like, a class full of future business leaders of America, but... Of Japan. A- what what they what they really need is just like somebody down to earth to like talk to them as equals, and that's the part that I found most engaging is that Onizuka talks to them as people, not as students. Cause, right, because he doesn't have a high horse that he can get on. <laughs> no, by by no means should he be judging anyone about anything. The like one of the first, I think it was like the second arc or episode or something like um these kids uh kind of fuck him over somehow um by taking uh compromising photos yeah, that yeah. are unflattering and he chases them down on a motorcycle puts flashlights like in his headband like they're like like horns. ogre horns yeah yeah 
which is 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 a wonderful image. He's like shirtless. <laughs> you know, you can see his CGs and everything. Um, and he his just coconut you, gun? You, <laughs> that's correct. That's just for us. You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks to them, and they're like, "What are you going to do? You're a teacher. You can't hit us." And he's like, "It's very frustrating the way that you." treat teachers like teachers only when it suits you i'm going to teach tr- i'm going to treat you like people in and out of the classroom here's your first lesson dunking you in the river <laughs> <laughs> like waterboarding the three of you w- with my entire crony full of motorcycle hooligans laughing all yeah. the time until you apologize and that in and of itself is a really problematic thing for a person in power to do but the fact that the kids are acting out because they see this buffer from consequences. And right. he's like, no, that buffer doesn't exist with me. I, I went to public school, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing left to lose. <laughs> One man affluenza wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it is really interesting the way that that is portrayed because, like you said, you wouldn't want a real teacher to do this in the same way that you wouldn't want Mm-mm. a cop to flout regulations. You wouldn't want uh, uh, somebody to take justice into their own hands in the real world. But the, our media yeah. is so full of the the just uh, person who is trying to make things right because they have a moral code, right? The sheriff. Yeah. And the combination of his tendency to do what ends up working out really well with his, like— lack of guile that where you're like maybe he just wanted to dunk them oh yeah no like (laughs) there's there's no impression that he is working 10 steps ahead he's constantly prat falling into bad situations yeah like there is like a several episode arc of he resolves it in a really onizuka way and that leads into problems in the very next episode like he also doesn't understand how consequences work. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> continuity where, like, what happened the previous episode mattered, but what happened three ago doesn't. Um, the, the, yeah, they move on. The news cycle has moved on. Yeah. So I do want to kind of hone in on who Onizuka is because I found him really hard to pin down. Is he smart? Is he dumb? No. Is he childish? Is he... You know, uh, uh, was he a karate so, master who was a gang leader, or was he some like dipshit kid who's like barely passing by his classes? Like, the show picks the aspect of his backstory to matter in any given episode, right? And it's a gag series, you know, sure. by and large. So a lot of the aspects of his personality that get highlighted are, oh, I didn't see how this was going to turn out. This uh-huh. is not good. But like, like he, he falls into bad situations. But a like lot. when he sees the false photos of himself uh, with the vice principal, you could. <laughs> it's uh, a very good shot. You could very easily say like, okay, based on my knowledge of this character, he's gonna laugh it off, or he's gonna figure out who did it. He is like, <laughs> did I do this? Am I sleepwalking? Yeah. <laughs> am I am I the victim of psychic attacks? <laughs> And like he, I, he immediately jumps to the conclusion that he actually is this bad, and then the vice principal does it later too. It's it's it's. This is another reason why we're able to take his side. This frustrating lack of consistent characterization. We're like, it doesn't matter that he chose to resolve last episode's plan the way that he did. This episode, he is 
preventing cyber he's preventing this kid from cyberbullying him with the photoshop stuff by giving him money to photoshop some pictures of like people he knows onto supermodels bodies yep <laughs> and the kid is yep. so struck by the audacity of this and like yeah well the money like, is better I... than trying to get this guy out no he he doesn't actually want the money he's just like I you know I don't understand it precisely. There's something about this I gotta respect. <laughs> like who who does this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't know exactly what his character is. I think that the sweet spot is a kid that's a little older, sure, and a little wiser. Like you know, he used to be in a gang. He's gone through some school hard knock stuff, and these kids that he's trying to teach from this prestigious academy very much have not gone through it so mm-hmm. he's kind of giving them the benefit of his experience but also he's he's never he's ne- he's never too far away from also fucking things up like he's right. not the he's not the um the badass archetype that we're familiar with where like this guy's got the answer to everything because he 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 winds up in a lot of situations. Like, I guess I think that's kind of the intentional. Like he winds up in a lot of hot water. Yeah, but he just his principles are sound. And like like I was saying before, there but for the grace of God that he happens to be a benign right. uh, power abuser. Like right. that it, this is not problematic in some way because it's so it's so it's so small because like, the scale in... of his and and you're able to respect his. Uh, confidence and the fact that he's learned from his mistakes because he doesn't actually suffer long-term consequences at any point he feels much more like it's like when you look at a like an older sibling or an older cousin and you're like man they're so cool they can do no wrong you don't see the 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 hot water they ran into the talk they had with the cop the party that got busted all you see is this guy did not stumble over something that I would have stumbled over and I respect him. And that's the perspective the show is giving us. Yeah. That, like I, like I was saying the, the benefit of somebody else's experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a, in a field where experience is the biggest determinant of how effective you're going to be like teaching, right. Teaching like driving isn't something you can just read about how to do. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and teaching is an institution with very firm guidelines yeah. that are, you know, and that that's part of you can't what even harass the effective. kids anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even get like a spanking limit. In my day, we had a quota. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but but that is why he is able to connect with these kids mm-hmm. is because the kids are used to an institution that. You know, kind of the way we usually talk about there's two ways to alienate a woman is to, like, either idolize her or demonize her. Yeah. That's kind of the way the teaching institution treats these students is, like, like porcelain wallets, like piggy banks. Yeah, yeah. We can't fuck these kids up too badly because that'll make waves. But as a consequence of not being able to fuck these kids up, we also can't really teach them anything. Yeah, yeah. We just have to manufacture the scores to look better. Yeah, yeah, and and so like it makes sense that Onizuka, I like his, I like the story, I like this this narrative that they're crafting. Is we need an outsider to shake things up because this institution is is no longer is no longer fulfilling the thing that it, we set out to do. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, and yeah. and he's showing the kids way at what points of this institution you can push back. Now, there's, I mean, he's showing all the ways in which you can push back, some of which are not ways you should push back. Zane, I'd like you to briefly yeah. summarize the first arc. Okay, and so tell watched, me what your process was. I watched it. this bit uh, a little longer ago than than the other episodes that I checked out, but let me see if I got this. So he's mm -hmm. he's student teaching, where you take two weeks and you teach a class, and they're like, let's let's fit him with this class full of punks. Yeah, a bunch of kuobaras. Yeah, a Cromarty High School. A Cromarty High School of kuobaras. <laughs> <laughs> And they look at him, and they're like, you're not my dad. And he's like, listen up, you little shits. Um, <laughs> so if I recall, this is the one where uh, you're going to have to start me up because a lot of the episodes kind of run together. Of I'm, I'm going to help you out. The kids try to get one here. over on him, or the school tries to get one over on him, or what have you. Yeah, I'm going to help you out here. Um a girl in the class takes notice of this guy, yeah, of, yeah, of the Onizuka. Yeah. Okay, I'm back And in. then after school, she goes to meet with him and said, you know, kind of bullies him into, like, hanging out with her. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the sort of, like, I have one student who is actually responding to me. I'm going to treat them a little better. Uh, you know, this is this is the, yo, mister, give me some gum, don't be fake uh, thing that we, we discussed eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Problem that I forgot I the don't be fake part. Why you being fake? I don't know why you fake. Um, yeah, so so he tries to establish a rapport with this girl because everybody else is being classic dicks, and this girl is subtly being bad to him. And then she manufactures a scene where she's like throwing herself at him, and her classmates get these pictures to blackmail him or get him kicked out, what have you. And this is still early on enough that we're like. Oh shit! I didn't know if he was gonna go for it, which would have been very problematic. Right, right. Uh, so it's still kind of up in the air how we feel about him. We know he's being fucked over, but we don't know whether it's deserved yet. I do. I do want to say um, the scene where she she goes to his house and starts cooking him dinner, and he's in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and he's in a like a wolf costume, <laughs> so we can like visually see his thought process of like I'm gonna bang this high schooler versus and like i'm gonna do some stretches and like dig yeah the he's like, like limbering up <laughs> and then eventually he's like i really shouldn't do this and he switches back to pajamas but like he he just dresses up in animal costumes some sometimes i'll i'll say that <laughs> pretty frequently it's it's always pretty good too but yeah so so basically this is that part where you said uh where the kids think they're gonna get away with it and he just calls in no, he doesn't even call in his gang. He gets jumped kind of on purpose and, like, beats up a different gang Yeah, to threaten these kids. <laughs> yeah, he 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 counter-assimilates a gang on his way to these hooligans. <laughs> it's a real pro move that you can only do if you're, like, a, a, a karate genius or whatever he says. You have, to, you have to spec into it. Right, yeah. It doesn't come natural. Um, yeah, so... And okay, so at this point, so, yeah, so 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 basically, they say, yeah, we're not going to mess with him anymore. And the girl's like, well, I'm still going to try. And eventually, he finds out that like that this girl kind of comes, you know, opens up to him and says, like, listen, I have my parents; they ignore me. We used to be in such a such a small, tight house, but they've, you know, we got a bigger place, and they've built up these walls, and now we're not together anymore. And he's like, I got to tear down these walls, and he shows up. 
shirtless with a sledgehammer. And as soon as I see the sledgehammer, I'm like, I see what he did here. <laughs> I see how this is going. There's, there's no verbal confirmation of what is happening. And the parents are there. They're, they're <laughs> responding the way parents would, where they're like, please go away. What are you doing? What, what, do you what are you doing here? I mean, do you need money? <laughs> <laughs> and he he is not engaging with the adults at all. He's, he's uninterested. <laughs> he's like, is this the wall? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just he just takes a power it. stance and it's it's really interesting like yes that does also end up metaphorically breaking down their walls but like and it's also his process through the rest of the show is yeah other people are like let's talk about this let's figure it out and he's like what if i just blast the wall down what right. if i just fucking head first Try to figure this shit out. What if I, a man who in, has encountered no consequences, did something that sounded good in my head and worked half the time, and the other half, oh well, <laughs> can't blame a guy for trying. I gotta, I gotta reach these kids. <laughs> if I can't do it with a sledgehammer, well, then maybe this isn't the profession for me. Um, and now, then, Zane, I want you to tell me, did did you did you end up liking the show? First of all, yeah, yeah, it was it was pre- it was pretty watchable. You know, you never quite can put out of your mind the stain that is put on this character from the get-go. It's a, it's a problem. And I think it's a problem of that decade in general as well. Sure, Like, this yeah. isn't the worst example. It's also not the best example. But for me, that, the, the, the dunking in the river moment and the sledgehammering moment, those are, those are the core of GTO. Everything else is set up and payoff. That is where... It lives and breathes. And I don't know if this is a separate uh, aspect of that or a different iteration. In the next episode, he's basically interviewing at a school, and he, he gets in bad with the vice principal. Uh, some toughs yep. are going to go mess up the vice principal, and we get his sort of philosophical stance where he says, don't you call them trash. Those They're people. I was called trash. I want to be a great teacher. I believe in them. And then he, he suplexes the vice principal. <laughs> And the way they frame this is so good because you can see Onizuka taking the brunt of the move. And they and, and the, the, the principal later tells the vice principal, like, he was saving you from those kids because now they didn't attack you. He took the pain and he saved your face and he saved their face. Like, he just masterfully defused this situation. That's not... I never got That's the impression not... that he knew what he was doing. No, he messed up a German suplex. <laughs> Yeah. That's what he did. <laughs> and like everyone comes to him afterward and is like, we want you to teach us the German suplex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the great delivery there. Um and that that is the that is basically the show is him slowly worming his way into the hearts of this classroom of delinquents. No, they're not all girls. That would have been even weirder. You know, it's about 50-50. A lot of the time he is just battling whatever whatever uh parental abandonment uh you know absentee father kind of dynamic each of the kids has um and just just kind of breaking down what their issue is in small ways until he drives the sledgehammer through it and not on a class by cl- not on a class like i'm a teacher and there are students it's on person to person because these kids it's because they, they yeah they wouldn't respond to that 
they are set up, you know, the troublemakers, the, the people who are trying to cause issues, they are set up as people who have been let down by the system rather than the cause of problems. Yeah. And his willingness to see that and his, like, persistence in not viewing them with a broad brush, uh, that's the really refreshing part. And that's the part thought, that, like, worked for that, me as a teacher. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that that would, that, like, the specific, I'm not going to use the rubric here. I'm going to try to figure out what the kids need and provide it. I really thought that that would be, I, I thought that that would touch your heart in some way. I, I, it's really tough because when you are training to be a teacher, you get two sort of uh, pathways of knowledge. And one of them is, here are the standards, here are the things you have to teach, here are some tools to teach them, stick as close to these as possible. And then they give you a bunch of teaching porn, which is like memoirs from teachers who worked in difficult situations, and they, you know, the, I never gave up on my students, and I commit to excellence, and I'm never tired. What's that one movie with the How Do I Teach These Kids? Waiting for Superman? Is it? I don't know. That's a Flaming Lips song. Mm, also? I, no, I, I think that it, was the charter school propaganda. Oh, yeah, there's certainly a lot of that. But the, 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 the double expectation of teachers starts early of you have to adhere to the system. And when any divergence, not only do you need to be not it has to be positive and you have to justify it and it will only be respected, um, you know, uh, uh, looking past. I want to add to that. And I think that you will appreciate this. Um, the show also doesn't go out of its way to say the teachers are the problem. The institution no, no. is the problem. But with the it, it, with the exception of, you know, the Green Goblin as a vice principal, um, <laughs> with the exception of one extremely bitter character, the teachers are also well-intentioned. Yeah, they, they have the kids' well-being at heart. They just can't reach them anymore. They don't speak the same language as the kids. Yeah, so and, and it's it's not Onizuka's the problem. It's not the students are the problem. It's not that the teachers are the problem. It's that the institution is the problem. And you're never trained on how to deal with the problems of the institution. You're just expected no, to because you're of taught. You're trained by the institution. How could you not? How could you? you need, it, you're, you're expected it doesn't to destroy itself. What it does and does not work. And if you're doing something that breaks apart, you need to be able to justify it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the fact that they show that these teachers are trying and like they have bad days, but they're doing their best. Um, Fuyatsuki, the 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 new teacher who uh, Onizuka kind of like grows to become friends and respect and like yeah, yeah he has she's kind of got his back really go anywhere she's yeah, kind of his man on the inside amongst the uh academy academia elite where he she'll like kind of vouch for him yeah she um is really emblematic of the experience of the new teacher right all yeah. the failures are crushing personal i did this wrong uh just just it's a, just a very emotional um experience to go through where i am working in the system when something's really not working, I'll try something else. It could blow up in my face. And to to see how it could work with Onizuka, it's very refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy that we're not merely given the, this is the anti-establishment, you know, 
cool guy who's gonna yeah, break yeah. down your societal norms and fix all the problems. We also get like, oh, this one's just a good teacher, and she's doing great. <laughs> this also can work you don't need an uni and onizuka is a rocket launcher and your problem is often a mosquito (laughs) but sometimes it's king kong and you better have that rocket launcher on staff you know (laughs) they they i want to get rid of him but he's got tenure (laughs) how who gave him tenure (laughs) um yeah it, it, it does show that different approaches work for different students it's just Um, that he has the the legendarily bad class of delinquents that he is uniquely positioned to open them up and it's really interesting that the principal like sees this and is willing to go to bat for him Um, yeah 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 yeah. she's this enigma of a woman this like nick fury as a teacher yeah she's like let's let it ride let's see how it let's let's see how the hulk plays on his own (laughs) yeah right oh me yeah i just like to sell you know, trinkets at the gift shop as a hobby. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you insist. I feel like I'm being spied on by the CIA, but whatever. So yeah, um, she, she's sort of the institution working for him on the inside. And, like, as a teacher, whenever the kids were a real problem, if I had administration on my side, oh, man, that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you can... Uh, and honestly, a lot of the time, the scope broadens from Onizuka and his class to... The principal, angry parents, some governmental bodies, and she kind of has to be a, be a diplomat so that Onizuka can be a hothead. Like she's the she's the um, the chief of she's like the chief inspector. That's yeah. like he's he's unorthodox, but he gets results. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bat for him as much as I can. It's not always sufficient, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When I uh, I taught a, a semester of forensics once. And I knew all the kids were going to be, like, bragging about doing drugs or something or, like, talking about drugs. And I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this for an entire segment. So um, I told the kids at the beginning, like, okay, guys, we're going to be talking about drugs. Please don't say that you're doing drugs or that you're going to do drugs or that you want to know how to do drugs because I will report you every time you do it. And one kid, like the strongest kid in the class, was like, yo, mister, I, t- I-, I take steroids. And I just like wearily write down on a sticky note. <laughs> and like, I got the principal to like bring him in. Just like, don't waste his time. <laughs> and That's so like, good. <laughs> and he was like, you got to know that he's not doing steroids. I'm like, yeah, but now I don't have to deal with it ever again. <laughs> Oh God, that's really good, Zane. Write it down. <laughs> write write that down for your future. My memoirs. Your, yeah, <laughs> like future generations need to know. Like my my, my memoirs are down. teaching a couple he of things steroids. I did right in a million of ways that I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only kind of ratio you can hope for. Uh, let's talk about the vice principal briefly. Wh- what happened needed, to this man? We need a villain. Okay. Yep. It can't be one of the students. That is asshole with a heart of gold or kids that need to be given a chance. It can't be a student. It's, the students cannot be a villain. But we need somebody to be anti-authoritarian, anti-authoritarian to. We need a authority figure whose Who's life is out. not going well. <laughs> I don't really understand why we needed to spend quite so much time with his family and the way that he bribes his wife and daughter to love him. My pet theory is that the studio loved drawing him because, 
I don't know how much you know about pornography in Japan. Dirty uh, bastard. Ugly bastard yeah. is a tag that is frequently mentioned and pretty much this. <laughs> well, this guy, dirty yeah. bastard, I guess. Well, that's that's I think British slang, but yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. But um yeah, he he's mostly just there so that there is somebody unambiguously we're not for. And once again, they do the fascinating trick of the first time we see him, we are made to hate him. And then when we see his home life, we feel for him, but not enough to, to make the difference. Cause like, to stop hating him, yeah. We're on the bus, and like he's like perving on uh, a woman, and he like drops his pen and goes to get it, and like he's near her butt. And then the train like shuffles a little, and he just like rubs his face against it. Yep. And we're like, is this guy going to come up a lot? <laughs> We man, this is this is a you know usually it's a mosquito, but this is a King Kong. We need a rocket launcher. Oh, good, Onizuka's on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the German suplex. Um, yeah, you could probably do a bunch of spinoff series of just like Onizuka goes to a new profession that needs a shakeup. Yeah, well, he <laughs> when he thinks that he bombed the interview, he goes to become great driver Onizuka. That's so funny. Where and he's just like, he, he's just immediately a trucker. <laughs> he's he's chain smoking, and they're like, "Hey, if you make it back here by six o'clock, you know you'll get the job." And he's like, eight hours away, and he's got three hours left. And he like breaks every law publicly. <laughs> Police are chasing him. He's like, you know, dr- this is Tokyo a teaching drifting. job. And you're like, if this was any other anime, he'd get there in time somehow. But no, he gets there at like midnight. He's like, shit, I didn't make it. (laughs) You're just realizing this? It's very funny. It's it's so well done. Yeah, yeah. And and like the the show does... So it, it is primarily a comedy series. Yes. I wasn't sure how you felt about the types of like student home life or bullying problems that a lot of actually suicide attempts for a comedy series there there is i i just watched the episode where um i think his name's yoshikawa kind of like the first nerd kid who doesn't have any friends to kind of warm yeah. up to onizuka and over the course of a couple episodes um he befriends onizuka and the three kind of clique of alpha bitches um take him aside, beat the shit out of him, and, like, just haze, haze him mercilessly. He eventually tries to kill himself. Onizuka saves him. Uh, and eventually, like, fast forward, fast forward, uh, the, the girl who bullied him, her mother is on the PTA, the PTA yeah, president yeah. or whatever, and tries to get Onizuka fired for mm, problematic Onizuka behavior. Right. Uh, well, he tied them up and took pictures of them in their underwear. Oh, and also spanked them with like a big, like inflatable high five thing. I, I, like an extendo glove of some sort. I legitimately think that it's less of like, like it's a, it's a lower charge if you use a prop. I think. <laughs> Isn't it strange that you do think that though? It's like third degree <laughs> versus fourth degree something. It's why Carrot Top was never charged, not formally, right. only right. in the court By, of public opinion and Melon Court. <laughs> um that well what is that <laughs> um so anyway 
I want to get through this because this is a really important, like, these are the different sides that this show traffics in. Yes. Uh, they're in an auditorium. The PTA uh, president is making their making her case. Like, listen, Onizuka's not fit. He abused my daughter. Uh, he, Gotta go. Th- these, are, these are all factually true pieces of information. And Onizuka, you know, this is why I say he's not a mastermind. He, when he was dishing out the punishment to these girls, he was not planning on dealing with the fallout of it. And he knew the fallout was coming because the girl said, my mom is head of the PTA, you're fucked. And he's just like, spank a spank, spank, spanky. Yeah, he was doing justice. He, he, yeah, he perhaps. didn't have time to think about consequences ever. <laughs> he goes into the meeting. <laughs> he's in a bear costume, yeah. <laughs> He's in, he's in a bear costume, and then he says, I, I, it, it won't be funny if I have to explain this. Basically, <laughs> like he tells the it, audience, hey, this is a bit that makes sense if you're Japanese. <laughs> I, I can't. No, he tells the audience, like, I, if I try to explain the joke, it won't be funny anymore. Right. And everyone else is like, you're being fired for abusing a student. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think the bear costume must be a reference to something, right? I would think so, too. But then he also, I think it might just be Onizuka stuff, because it's immediately followed with him being like, okay, I'll tell you what, let's do some gang deals here. If I beat you in Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I get to stay on. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, shit, I didn't have a backup plan. <laughs> right, right, right. But then Yoshikawa yeah. shows up, undresses in front of everyone, is like, they beat the shit out of me. They rode all over me. He's the only one who cared. Yeah. And, and like my my you know my actual brain is like, but did he need to also counter abuse the girls? Right. But I don't know. It's it's just these are the things that it traffics in. It, it's talking about these students in a way that is you know highlighted different aspects for comedy's sake or for the brevity of animation. Right, yeah. But bullying, suicide attempt, this is all stuff that does happen, and they don't treat it with kid gloves? Yeah. They, I, I, they, I wasn't sure how to feel about the whole scene, other than I really loved it. It's it's honestly taking these kids who are in an institution that's not working for them and putting them into a like a gang situation, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I got to get revenge, and I got to make it like extra so that they don't come around again. But also, like hey, man, people die. You got to get used to this concept early. And, like, we can do crimes, and as long as we don't get caught or, you know, as long as they don't have the evidence or we can fake the evidence or something. Like, he's getting them to think like gang members. And the show really wants you to believe that that's what they need right now. It it is what they want you to believe. And (laughs) God damn it if I didn't start thinking it myself. Yeah. And, like, he treats them like... There's there's no... um, you know, there's no counter argument given in this show for, there for what's going on, other than it there's really just seems arguments. Like should be facing some consequences, which is but ironic, his life isn't absent of consequences. No, yeah. the consequences still exist, though. Like that's the other thing. It's not. It's not like they just ignore the fact that these are problematic behaviors that he does. Right. They point to it and are like, "How how's he going to get out of this one without ever really morally?" you know, addressing the fact that he's doing some problematic shit. It's it's an interesting beast, I guess. Yeah. So, um, 
just to talk about something different, uh, I really appreciate it. So this is a 90s anime. All the caveats Mm. apply. But 90s animes still look pretty good if everything else is working for them. Because they're more realistic than modern anime. If everything else is working for them, it can still kind of... It, it, it is as good as it needs to be in order to make shit happen. Well, it's, um, it, it strikes... Yeah. It's a really nice palate cleanser if you've been watching a lot of modern anime because, like, oh, there's a bunch of kids with strong but complex personalities that can't be boiled down to, this one has red hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, they all have, they, they all have like, established dynamics, right? And uh-huh. you do get the feeling like there's a few characters like Yoshikawa and Miura. These are very clearly pretty chief characters in the manga so they're well realized um they all get that treatment though but where it really where the show really shines from the animation standpoint is they they really put on front street the thing that unilaterally i fall in love with in a good comedy series which is dynamic facial expressions yes this is something that mob psycho had to an art form with reagan like Mm -hmm. The, you know, he is a charisma uh, junkie. Like, he, 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 he works entirely on P.T. Barnuming his way to success. Uh-huh. And he's very <laughs> often found in lies. So he has to, like, reroute things. And just you see panic on his face as he's crunching the numbers and trying to figure out a new plan. All of those facial expressions also happen for Onizuka. But he's never number crunching. He's just faced with unbelievable, like... The world has fallen down around me, and I don't know how to deal with it. Like, yeah, he's he, he's kind of gauging like how big of an did I do that? Do I have to get away with? Yeah, is this a skip townable offense? <laughs> but yeah, his I... his facial expressions are so over the top that I like. He's got this one where like he juts his face out I was just in thinking front this. with with like the lips out in front, puckered and, like, lips that aren't for kissing. Yeah, they're kind of pursed in a way that's very unpleasant. Yeah, l- listener, if you want a picture, just go like, ew, in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really, oh my god. And he's got a bunch of different faces, specifically, yeah. almost no one else, I don't think anyone else gets more than a couple different facial expressions. His are so dynamic. Yeah, and and the, the music goes along with it, right? Like, they're giving you the emotion to feel you're taking your cues from him, right? Yeah. Um, and that that's what tells you whether it's a more serious moment or, or a more wacky moment. Um, they have a goofy banjo twang when he's like, you know, when he shows up in a bear costume kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they tell you. when, But then when Yoshikawa comes up, undresses and shows all the bruises, there is not a triumphant swell, but sort of a fa- like a like a like a dramatic resolution sort of uh sound i'll see if i can find the the track to put in for that one because it it does make you feel like oh it's now all out in the open we've got Uh like the end of a phoenix right case like okay it's resolved this problematic behavior to the best of our ability Mm -hmm. um talking about the animation would not be complete without talking about the intro yeah very nice, uh, uh, like black and white, like almost like a like a like a music video, like cool guy standing in front of graffiti. It's <laughs> type such stuff. a '90s anime intro. Yeah, um, I will admit, anytime I think about this, my mind 
skips a beat because the sound is very similar to, <laughs> you're going to hate this, Ruby Season 4 intro. I, I, I don't hate that because I was also thinking, hey, I recognize this electric guitar. Oh, it's Cliffs of Dover. Like, it, 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 there's a very <laughs> classic. specific tone. Yeah, there's a very specific tone that I'm like, I feel like I know this one. This happens to me constantly with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure intros because oh. they sound like something else because they're all a different genre of music. So yeah. every time I hear genre of music, I'm like, that's JoJo's. But in, in terms <laughs> Nothing of the, can be done. In terms of the songs, like, structure and uh, uh, voicing and the opening riff and the electric guitar, like, it, it, like play them both simultaneously and you'll be like, oh, shit, that lines up way too well. <laughs> What did you What did you think of the uh, the intro writ large? Yeah, it, it it was good. Like I said, like I couldn't fully take it in on its own merits because it sounded like other stuff. But um, sure. yeah, it was it was neat. Like, so I watched a couple of um, <clears throat> YouTube videos uh, that were reviewing this, and they were like, "Yeah, man, this intro tells you what you need to know. He's he's this cool guy who's taking life by the horns and just making it his own. And that's what I really respect about this show. And I'm like, that's not really the main thing I got from this show, but you know, good on you. Everybody's got to get that somewhere. Yeah. True. But also like there's, <laughs> there's also, more to it than that. There's a reason um, cars have brake pedals. <laughs> there, there is something very, um, you see the words, great teacher Onizuka. You've heard that. Oh, this is about a teacher. The like one of the first images that flashes over the screen is just a lot of sentences that are like "Great teacher, Onizuka, Onizuka, great teacher." <laughs> yeah. Just just flashing by the screen, like okay, I'm still here for it. And then you see him just doing a bunch of delinquent shit. Yes, he's on a motorcycle. He's graffitiing the shit out of the wall. He, um, <laughs> God, I, God damn it, I think that this it, him painting a bullseye on his stomach and then shooting a mirror so that the crack of the mirror that's really extends good. from the target on his stomach outward mm-hmm. and it all like it all syncs up with the music i actually found this in this musical intro like fairly impeccable like, yeah I, I i do think it communicates everything you need to know about onizuka which is he isn't really a teacher he's a delinquent who has he's the dress- ability to connect to kids up. he's playing yeah. dress up yeah and, and you can even see it because it's like Great Teacher Onizuka and he just writes GTO like it's a rap name. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. No, it, it, that's exactly how he treats it. At the end of the intro arc, I just remembered the end of the intro arc, you know, because it's kind of like the condensed version of the whole show. Yeah. He leaves the school and all of the Kuwabaras are like on time in line, their shirts tucked in. They all give him like a very deep bow. Thank you, sensei. Now, it's like, is it because what did you do? Afraid- uh, is it because they're afraid he's going to hurt them again, or is it because they respect him because he hurt them? Ambiguous. <laughs> I'll let the philosophers be the judge. <laughs> I'll let the abuse speak for itself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, intro's great. Um, there sure. is a second season intro, which is fine, but it doesn't have what I consider one of the best distillations in the, in, in the first season intro. Yeah, yeah. Which is the very first shot is a toilet bowl and he flushes it and you see the toilet flushing and you hear the sounds of a motorcycle revving yeah and then he just like opens up the door to this eric clapton (laughs) electric guitar and shambles out without a shirt on and lights up a cigarette yes 
Oh it's, man, and it's, there's it's that a great, great visual. There's that great image of him um, in the like the second stanza where he's like shaking the canister of aerosol that he's gonna mm-hmm. do vandalism with but he's shaking it so vigorously that it very much looks like he's jerking off it yeah like, <laughs> on the sidewalk <laughs> and he's just got this smirk while he's doing it <laughs> yeah every part of the intro works for me mm-hmm. like uh... beautiful delinquency is something that i appre- i mean i appreciate it about kuwabara too like he's a little bit more straight laced he's like the honor guy yeah, yeah. But this is this is hitting me in a similar spot as Kuwabara does. I, I get that for sure. Um, on recommendation, I watched the sub. The dub um, <clears throat> didn't quite do it, especially with the with the minor character voices. The main character is um, God Stephen the, Bloom. Stephen Bloom. I just keep was like Spike Spiegel. That's Mr. Bloom. It. Mr. Bloom. Steve um, to his friends. <clears throat> you know he he's doing the Stephen Bloom voice. It doesn't quite suit this guy. No, because Stephen Bloom, Spike Spiegel, is just cool. Right. And this is, I mean, Stephen Bloom had other, he he has had other roles where he's more manic and silly and it works. I'm thinking Yum Yum Hammerpaw from uh, from Kipo. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't think at this point he had really mastered it. Whoever the Japanese vocalist is for Onizuka really has the kind of mania that is distinctly 20 year old but doesn't have to be like yeah there's, there's there's a mania of a child but with an adult's voice and for some reason the voice actor just hits that very precisely yeah it, it, it comes together better in the sub that this is a man who looks like a child to adults and looks like an adult to children yeah th- like, like I was saying, like it's it's important that you don't see Onizuka either purely as a force of good or purely as a force of competence. Like right. he's got to be on just this side of the line, either one of them, right. for this to work. It's, it's this is this is a tough uh, profession. You take everybody who is serviceable. This guy has proven that he can be serviceable. Just you know, kind of watch out, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, lock your lock your doors. <laughs> but... We have a union for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and like again, you you do have to convince the part of your brain that's like, I gotta title nine this to someone. Uh, yeah. You gotta <laughs> turn that part of your brain off to enjoy this. Sure. And they make it. They yeah. they do a good job uh, to to sell that. They do. It's interesting because I remember I remember Golden Boy also being problematic in this way. Yeah. But. Yeah. It actually feels more abrasive here than in Golden Boy. Like, um, like there is that one part, the like the second episode of Golden Boy, wherein he is very much quote unquote tutoring like a teenage girl, and it's it's very not okay, and it gets remarkably explicit while never quite you know ending up uh, in problematic territory. Um, this feels worse to me than that is that is that wrong to say i i think the distinction is that onizuka has a greater awareness generally of of social interactions whereas golden boy whatever his character's name is i think he's just fred Kentaro golden Oi, 25 years Short. old oh great um yeah no he he's just more like something else is going on with this guy <laughs> 
You know? I think the problem, I think the p- part where it um, breaks down for me is the implicit power differential with Onizuka. Oh, sure. Oh, and you know what? That's probably another reason why they show Onizuka freaking out and being so weak-willed all the time. Like, the fact that the doctor's photos, his first immediate thought is, am I a sleepwalker? Did I do these things? <laughs> right. Like, the, the fact that he is so weak-willed kind of flips the natural power differential that always exists between the student and teachers. And I think it's that that you have to believe that Onizuka is being taken advantage of in order for any of this shit to work, you know? Right. And right from the beginning, they're like, oh, they're they're honeypotting him. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't even have the opportunity to harass children. <laughs> no, but and it's also not clear if I'm not really sure. I'm actually not sure if he would have given the chance. He's just never given the chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean. It's it's very, it's a very messy medium to appreciate. It's it's not a recommendation you can make without caveating. Yeah. But it's still yeah. good, like, from, from, on the whole, like, the show itself. Um, yeah. It's just, if that's a deal breaker for you, I'm not going to try and push this past that. <laughs> it's not so good that you have to get over that. Do you know who you would recommend this for? Um, mm. Oh, you know you know what I was thinking? Sorry, I got it back. Yep. The thing that this show does is it lets you it lets you perceive and glorify a fuck up. Mm. Yeah. If you're watching a cowboy bebop, you're never looking at Spike Spiegel as a person you could conceivably be. He's too impossibly cool. It's a standard yeah. you'll never meet. Onizuka is remarkably a fuck up. <laughs> and that that is, I think you know, the first time I watched this was in college, but I can imagine watching it in high school and looking to this in lieu of other anime. I you know, at the time I was watching Dragon Ball and shit, there's there's I can't connect to those in the same way. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a different type of 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 that's a different type of engagement. I don't know if I'd seen something that let me really inhabit the fuck up as much as this does. Because in those in those books that I had mentioned, where you know teachers are giving their memoirs and about how they messed up, they don't really linger on the mistakes. They they try to set a positive role model and say like, do do this. Well, yeah, because in hindsight, you're 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 pruning your stories for a purpose or yeah. to to make to make some kind of point. Oh, I but made a mistake. This- and therefore I learned. It's not, I made a mistake because I'm a person with a lot going on and that's going to happen. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a lot going on. He's just a fuck up. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that's kind of what I meant by I have stuff going on. <laughs> it, yeah. it occupies a lot of my time, as you might imagine. <laughs> I, I can see that. No, I, I just, I, I like that there is a show not for people who want to be the hero, but for people who want to get by. That, that's yeah. kind of how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I like that, and the fact that like his mistakes and his foibles and his character flaws, some of them are minor, some of them are major. The way that he helps his students, some of them are minor, some of them are major. Like he he saves that kid a couple times from from the building. Um, he and and does that counter the sexual harassment? I don't know, but it 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 can't hurt. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think those, I'm going to go ahead and say those are different axes. Non-overlapping magisteria. <laughs> yeah, there's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have much else to say about this. Like, I actually, I liked it a lot in watching it again. I wouldn't give it my full-throated endorsement to any given person. Would you, would there be a kind of person you would recommend this to? Um, it's, it's tricky, right? Cause if you were to recommend this to a teenager who was looking for like it, recognition of the fact that te- teenagers are fallible and, and yeah. can't just be pressured forever, uh, oh, they might take the prob- wrong. Probably also a lot of these are people who treat me like crap in high school yeah. and they're getting theirs and they're getting like, theirs. There's, there's an element of that. But then, too. but then you might also look up to Onizuka for the wrong reasons. So like, you know, I would I would add this to a, a new teacher's balanced diet of <laughs> these are people I can't be, and sometimes that's good. Um, yeah, but honestly, no, no, that, it's a very uh, fantasy. It, it's a very projection fantasy kind of thing for a teacher to be I able to be of, like, what if I wanted a German suplex my superior? Yeah, you kind of just need to have the fantasy occasionally. It's like a Dan versus thing. Yeah, just to get it out of your system, to get, give yeah. it a voice somewhere that I can't hurt anyone. <laughs> but I think, you know, when I was much younger, I would have been like, this guy is cool. He's telling it like it is. He's not letting the man get in his way. And then a little older than that, I would think like, oh, this guy's gross and they're trying to get me on board and that's a problem. And now nowadays, like, I've just seen enough shows where there are characters and shows that I enjoy that I wouldn't like in real life that yeah. I, I can kind of like, that makes the difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's no I, longer I think a problem. I've gotten. Yeah. Cause like, I think we've got those calluses by now, like for where sure. we can see problematic shit and be like, we're watching a show. It's going to be okay. Like, what does this show try to communicate? Is it using the problematic elements to a good purpose? Yeah. Is, is usually how I try to justify it to myself. Sure. And I think, like, sort of. <laughs> it's, look, this show's a little gratuitous at times. I don't know if that is strictly necessary, but, like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's good, though. It's very watchable. I'm glad that you liked it. I, I was worried because that, that opening panty shot is definitely uh, a turnoff. It sets the tone. It sets the tone interestingly, but then but you get to sledgehammer scene. They, yeah, they don't set a tone for longer than a few minutes. And then that man, I, I can't tell how good of a scene that, the, the fact that he doesn't talk to the parents at all is just, it blows me away. The, what this show gives with one hand, it takes away with the other. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, the principal is letting him get away with some heinous shit, but also she's making him live on the roof. So like, she knows something I don't. She's playing some kind of long con. It's, it's the clearest example of an adult being like, at least I know he's not out on the street at night. Yeah. <laughs> he's not <laughs> drinking out there. He's drinking with my students. Oh, wait. <laughs> you know, listen. I'm glad that you had a good reception to it. I was yeah, a little I worried mean, about it. I know that you don't make recommendations lightly about media that has untoward elements. Like, yeah, you, it's not going to be pre-screened the that part for me. <laughs> I knew that it had problematic elements. I didn't remember how upfront it was about sure. that. Sure. <laughs> it was like, like Johnny Bravo. But the, the the scene that stuck with me was the sledgehammer scene. And yeah. th- that is perfect. That is a perfect scene. 
the one two sledgehammer German suplex. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh if you want to wait for a moment, we'll tell you about what the next things that we're doing. Saying what so we ben, do next time. Ben, next time we are watching uh Schoolhouse Rock, a very different kind of school. Uh, with more education and fewer question mark uh, things that we have to caveat. Schoolhouse Rock is uh, school. Schoolhouse Rock helps you walk the walk when you're the cock of the block. And Ben, after that, <clears throat> yes, uh, I believe uh, we are coming up on an anniversary. It's it's a Tony of cars. Ceremony. Is, is this cars. car? Might it be a white cresta? My cresta. <laughs> uh, man, we should do like a car show uh, for the intro there. Oh, but then I, I'm. Can we do a it's car in show? my, it's it's in my contract that if we ever do car references in anything cartoony related, that I have to bring Gundan back. Well, I think we did that once. I thought you meant the intro of this episode. Oh, but I don't know how do that. that fits in. God damn it. I forget. I Maybe we just have to start repeating them again. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Just, um, we'll cycle it. Uh, we'll cycle but yeah, it ninth annual Cartoni Awards coming up. Uh, get in suggestions for uh, uh, categories, uh, scattergories. Yeah. Uh, Eclipse in which somebody says the word ninth that we can clip into the intro. Oh, God. Yeah, that they're, they're getting harder. <laughs> yep. Uh, Henry VIII was uh, was inspired. It's your turn now. <laughs> and I'm looking so, forward uh, to most immune from consequences in this year's ep. <laughs> God damn it. He's not immune. He just has enough antibodies that it doesn't ever kill him. Oh, sure, sure. He's resistant. Let's say resistant. Sure. Uh, yeah, so if you have any uh, categories that you want to share with us, any step-by-step in- instructions for a German suplex... Uh, anything like that, go to our website at cartoncast, uh, or at fancybat.com slash cartoncast, where you can leave a, uh, comment, suggest a show, suggest a cartoni award category, anything like that. You can go to, uh, Apple podcasts and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out and validates our existence. And more than anything else, uh, show up to class on time. Yeah. Or I'll get you. Yeah. You're trash. Wait, no, I mean, ow, (laughs) I'm being suplexed. There's a um, there's a web comic, uh, Zane. You probably know it. Dumbing of Age. It came from mm-hmm. It's Walkie. Uh, yeah. This is we're deep in the paint, guys. Uh, and they have a concept in there that really appealed to me, which is called Garbage Roof, which is <laughs> you're just allowed to be a shitty person up there. Like there's, <laughs> you go to Garbage Roof and you're like, uh, I know that we have all this history where like you did some bad shit and i find you morally repugnant but you're hot and my pheromones are telling me things i'm gonna make out with you it's garbage roof we're allowed to be garbage up here (laughs) just just quarantine off that part of yourself yeah it's yeah it's um it's compartmentalization and it's healthy it's it's what onizuka does he's like at the mall perv on teens in the school don't perv on teens unless you're in garbage roof in which case play fighting games with uh with my students <laughs> with yoshi yeah yeah i man i really love the end of that first uh episode after 
he gets to the new school where like yeah. where where he was photoshopped into some shit and he finally goes to confront the kid who did the photoshopping and rather than a you know rather than try to take him to task he just like tries to buy his services to like get yeah. some supermodels faces on other supermodels bodies yeah and, and when uh I don't remember what led to it, but like Yoshikawa always comes up to his room and they play video games. He's like, "Oh, can you beat this one for me?" Yeah, it's very cute. It's 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 not the actual kind of relationship you want to have with a teacher, but it's kind of the idealized version. Right. There's a, there's a very uh, convivial big brothery thing going on there that is valuable. It's probably ben, not supposed to come in this format, but it is valuable. Ben, we talked ourselves back into the episode. I'm sorry, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> 